your marriage is so, so worth it. If you knew as couples the power that exists in your union, you would laugh at some of the things that come against you. Realize that you have a very real enemy of your marriage, very real, who's looking to attack it any way possible. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Today, I am very excited to speak with new friends. We've got Dwayne Perry. We've got Toy Perry from Chicago, Illinois, via Kentucky. Yes, yes. <laughs> but first of all, let's start with you, Toy. Uh, there's going to be some people that are familiar with the two of you, and I'd love if you just take a moment and maybe share a little bit about yourself, then we'll do the same with Dwayne. Uh, me as an individual or me as a- Yeah, just t- uh, tell us about you. I'm Toy Perry. I've been married to this wonderful man, Dwayne, for 20 20- Four years. Congratulations. Um, we have four grown children. I was a baby. When I look at you, I don't see how that could be possible, <laughs> but good for you. Yes. And so actually we're going to Phoenix on tonight because our last child graduates from college, graduating from a G- a GCU. That's wonderful. Yep. Congratulations. Very good. I'm a makeup artist as well as a, I work for a nonprofit called Three Seeds Mentoring where we help uh, first-generation and low-income students get prepared for college. Mm. What else? I'm, I'm just like one of those people who's like, I hate to say a jack-of-all-trades because they say a master of none, but I have my <laughs> hands in a lot of fires. It sounds like those fires are very intentional and, and things that uh, they are. certainly resonate with your values. And, for and, sure. Uh, I love that. Uh, Dwayne, I'm going to pass my mic over to you, and uh, let's talk about how in the world did you convince oh my gosh. Toy to give you the time of day? I oh mean, that has got to be a story here. <laughs> She doesn't want me to tell the story. <laughs> hey, this, this is a podcast. We, we tell well, stories. In our early days, I was living a, um, a very promiscuous lifestyle. Oh, I'm the prodigal Dwayne. son in, incarnate. I was actually a male dancer. Were you? Yes, I, <laughs> I was. I would not have guessed that. I was a male dancer, <laughs> and she was illegally attending a club <laughs> that she was too young to be in. Well... Where Here we go. I had made a rare, <laughs> where I, where yeah. I had made, made a rare appearance. We stopped judging yesterday. Yes, Proceed. Yes. This this is before yeah. we found Jesus. Um, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so um, I'm walking and I'm you know doing you know I was doing the the Mr. President thing because people hadn't seen me in the club in a while, shaking hands and acknowledging all the fans and Good. all of a sudden someone grabs me and yanks me into the hallway for quiet and it's toy and she says to me no you're not gonna keep walking by me as fine as i look Woo. and i was like what <laughs> lord <laughs> all yeah. 17 years of her 17 oh, you know, 17 with a fake id in line about her age <laughs> and uh but by the time i found out it was too late i was in love i was fair smitten, enough so yeah, yeah that, wow. I like the I, I like the aggressive, <laughs> confident approach. I don't yeah. know if that was a you know a beverage induced or whatever, but good <laughs> good for you. Yeah. So of course that's how you met. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're in a, a unique uh, position in your marriage now, where where you've got different priorities and different things yes. that uh, resonate with you. So I want to talk first of all with you, Dwayne, and and just tell us about what what are some things that you're passionate about and things that you value. First and foremost is, is family. Our family is the foundation from which we build everything. You know, everything that we're trying to do business-wise, guiding our children in, in very productive directions. And, and, and it started off with, you know, with us. You know, our story, it's not typical. You know what I mean? It's not typical. It's been, we should not have made it as a couple. 
And so we started a platform on that on Periscope just as a whim. Yeah. And it took off. Do you know what I mean? People it took off. To it. People relate it because we were very, very pragmatic, very forthcoming, telling our story. No one can tell it like Toy. So I'm going to let her tell how, the, how that all. Well, actually, no, Toy, I want to I go ahead. So we'll, we'll flip it over to you and, and share with us about that. I mean, some people don't know what, what happened. What? Well, um, Dwayne, I'm, I think he kind of alluded to the fact that I was a bit fast. So we used to call in the South. You're, she's fast. I think here, you, I don't know what they call it nowadays. <laughs> We're hearing the Kentucky come out here. I like this. <laughs> but I was 17 and he was 20. And, and we just like, we, were, we fell fast in lust. We didn't fall fast in love. It was just straight lust and what we perceived as love and thought that it was. But to make a long story short, like our dysfunction met dysfunction. And then our dysfunction married and produced all types of craziness. And early in our marriage, I was the first one to commit adultery in our marriage. and. That was the thing. And we just were very, at that point, fought hard to get back to what we considered norm, a norm. And maybe 10 years later, Dwayne committed adultery. And at that point, we're like, we are jacked up. Like, we're not doing something right. But we knew that our family was what we wanted to keep together, wanted to fight hard for. And so we did the work that was necessary to heal Right. Like that's that's the big issue. People want to put band-aids on bullet wounds. And so they end up bleeding all over each other and unpacking their dysfunction on each other. And it's a mess on top of a mess. You put it well, Dwayne, you said, uh, you know, there are a lot of reasons why the marriage shouldn't have or couldn't have worked out. What was the catalyst toy for you to be able to say, OK, we're, this isn't how we want to live. This isn't how we want to be. And we're going to we, we are going to fix this. Like, that's a very brave step. Uh, most couples would be so burned and frustrated that they probably wouldn't want to consider that. But you, you didn't take that approach. I think from my perspective, first, it was my relationship with Christ. And I know it's like you're in the midst of things and you mm-hmm. everything seems to be falling apart. But that had been one of the things that had been the most consistent thing in my life personally. And the second piece of it is knowing that no matter what, I loved him and that it was an the act didn't define who he was, right? right? And so it was intentional in the fact that we wanted our legacy to look different. We wanted the dysfunction to stop at us. And we wanted our children to have something better than like what we were offering them at that moment, but also in some ways what we received growing up. And so it was about being very intentional and moving forward. That's a very big step of faith and that's a test because you're, you're very much relinquishing your pride and you're, you're saying, okay, no, I'm going to do what I believe is right, you know, even though it's not easy, even though. It- you know, at that point, I think we have both been to the lowest of the low of the low. Mm-hmm. And the thing that when you get low, you're like, who can judge me? Because I've already <laughs> condemned myself in that. I mean, that's why it's called the scarlet letter because it's always like the, yeah. when it comes to infidelity, like, oh, you already feel that you are the, at the lowest point of your life. So there's not too much anybody else could say to you to make you like feel worse but the other piece of that is is that even though we fell in lust fast there was a there was a love is the unconditional care and concern for another human being unconditional and so in that moment I knew that I loved him like no matter what happened my concern and care for him was has always been consistent even when I was a mess sure (laughs) you know so
tell you what, Dwayne, I want to hear when you were realizing all of this, what were some practical things that you realized, okay, no, I've got to, from this point on, i got to do this instead of this. Well, what, what was well, going through your mind? And um, One of the things that we got, at, we, we got inundated with questions about was, Dwayne, how did you recover from your wife cheating? You know, I think it's kind sure. of anathema for men to endure. It's, it's usually, it's funny, you know, when we mention it, people all automatically look at me. We're like, what did he do? When did They're he like, do that? Heck no. And she's like, yep. no, it was me. You know, but when it happened to me, one of the things that I really had to take ownership of was that I was a factor. You know what I mean? We tell people that we deal with that things such as infidelity, they're, they're rarely about the physical. They're rarely about sex. It's something else that's missing, something, another need that's not being met. And when she committed adultery, after, you know, after I grieved, you know, after I went, I raged and I, you know, went through that whole leaving the house and, you know, the whole nine yards. And I had those real quiet moments. Okay, now I knew who she was. Once again, as Toy said, the act didn't define, this wasn't the woman that I knew and fell in love with. What brought her to this point? You know what I mean? Where wasn't I? Where did I fall short? And I started to reflect on all the times, you know, I was, I'm a retired Chicago police officer and we went from welfare to making all this money at my leisure. As long as I was willing to work, I could make money. And so I now have tunnel vision on never going back to welfare, getting her the house that she wanted, getting our kids, you know, the things that they wanted, getting the cars they didn't want. So I was, man, Jared, at one point, man, I was working literally three jobs, full-time CPD at night, which, you know, is a bag of cats. Everyone knows about Chicago. And I was always in the hood on midnights. And then I would get up, come off work, wouldn't even get off, go straight to job number two. And then... I had picked up some other side things, you know, modeling and stuff like that, which was feeding my vanity. And she was alone. And I'm like, dude, you weren't there. You know what I'm saying? You just weren't there. You, you got caught up. And I think you can appreciate this as a father and a husband. Yeah. We get caught up in the mode of provision, you know, especially, you know, us coming from welfare, us living off of the charity of the church where they were paying our rent. You know, we, we came up here with nothing. You know what I mean? Now I have the ability to do all what I want to do for my family. But I dropped some things, you know what I mean? And so when I realized, you know, I didn't provide her me, she never asked for the stuff, you know what I mean? The one thing that she married and that she loved was absent. That was a real hard wake-up call for me, you know what I mean? Knowing that I played a role in this. And I think very, it's very rare that people are willing to own their stuff. You know, it's easy to, you know, I, I, I often say we are always to ourselves, we are the the heroes and the, or the victims in our own stories. But neither, neither one is ever 100% correct. But let you tell it, you're either the victim or you're the hero. There's really no middle ground, you know? And so I had to acknowledge how I, I victimized my wife emotionally. She was in a strange place, you know? I, she came up to Chicago from her, from her place of security, no family, you know? And man, it was just like, all right, dude, let's change some things. So when we got back, when we got our bearings, Jared, we realized that our norm was broken. And so we had to establish a new norm. What do we want our new norm to look like? I, uh, I don't want to focus too long on the, on the, on the negative stuff. I want, to, I want to start to hear about the healing and where things are going now. Awesome. So when we got to the point uh, where we just really realized that we were going to stick this thing out, see, do what we need to do to get to the place of real healing, one of the first things we did, and we always encourage couples to do, like, 
is to go and do something neither one of you <laughs> done before, right, together. Like, so it's a, it's a new experience. And for us, that was bowling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as you should. <laughs> like, we've bowled before, but we wouldn't join the league. We weren't really, like, we joined. We weren't, like, great bowlers or anything like that. We joined the league, but it forced us to learn something new together. Yeah, have fun. Have fun. Yep. We're on a league, so, like, he's not going to, like, oh, let her ball a gutter ball. No, he's, he was rooting for me, right. right, at that moment. And so now, like, we were able to separate what was happening in our real life for this moment of solitude that we were enjoying together. And then after that, it was just more so of real intentional conversation, willing to say, you know what, today's not a good day to have that conversation. Or, hey, I'm having a moment, those type of yeah. things. But investing in us as individuals, investing in our marriage and investing in our children, which we're good on that part, right? Cause, sure. But it was, it was this thing, uh, him and I together, that was the hardest part. And now, the funny thing, like the first, like my husband had been on the job for like 17, 18 years as a Chicago police officer, lost his job, and we lived out of the city, blah, blah, blah. And he had gotten to a real dark space in his life, right? And so wives, pay attention. Yeah. The first thing. And so I said, babe, uh, when I, I could see he was in a low point. So when I said, hey, babe, like, why don't we periscope? And he says, well, well what are we going to talk about? I said, well, the thing we've done the longest is be married and have children. Let's talk about that. And so we started, I think we started out as marriage for real or for real. And like maybe, like maybe five or 10 minutes into it, someone says, so how did you get over infidelity? I'm like, dear God about that right we've been talking about it and so i always say i say this like we have like we are the cheaters on our foreheads like what the heck is this and so we looked at each other and we said um want to talk about it because we've never talked about it with our children or anything like that and so like well sure so we started talking about it and like right after that like everybody started emailing us and like our family was calling saying no one talks about this like we need to talk about this and so from there we had a conversation with our children because they knew nothing about what happened we asked them, like, would they be okay with it? What did they feel about it? And had those conversations. And then we decided, after we learned there are so many people that was swimming in that boat. That don't want to don't don't say anything. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It, it's a like, yeah, yes, painful thing. Yes, it, it's painful. What's more painful is this, is that most couples wait six to eight years before they even get counseling. By the time the mm. ship is about to just sail down the, sh- down the river. And the other part is, is that why should we walk in shame, right? So it's one of those things like everybody has their stuff. Yep. Our stuff just looks a little bit different. Right. Maybe a lot different, but it's, everybody has their stuff. But there's absolutely no, they said there's no trial for a man who says we're guilty. He goes right to sentencing. We said we're guilty of this. Hello. We prayed about it. Did we need to do? And so that platform started Marriage for Real. My husband had a conversation one day. He said, you know what? I think we need to change our name to Marriage Impossible. Okay, so we're in the process of changing it to Marriage Impossible, changing our platform, and moving forward to podcasting. Okay, so let's go there for a little bit. I'm going to pass it over to Dwayne here. Dwayne, Marriage Impossible, what, what did, where did that name, uh, why did that name resonate with you? And then let's talk about where we think that might go. Well, Jared, you know, it's amazing where we get our moments of clarity. Yeah. And my, for me, it's the gym. You know, when I can okay. just shut, shut everybody out and I'm lifting and, you know, I listen to podcasts and cool. inspirational stuff when I'm working out. I don't listen right. to music. And I'm sitting there work, working out. It wasn't even on my mind, but I'm a huge comic. I'm, I'm a professional comic book artist. 
an animator. Really? And so, you know, I'm into all the action hey, adventure he does. stuff. <laughs> a one man gang. Yeah. He does everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, I worked on Good some for you, big man. things. Thank you. And so uh, I'm sitting there and it just hit me the stuff that we've endured infidelity. We overcame it. We went from six figures a year to zero figures literally overnight. Uh, we got evicted. We overcame it. We've had repossessions. Yep. And when, and, you know, I'm an older guy, as you can see by all the gray and the, the lack of hair. Uh, <laughs> I remember the Actually, old I don't see hardly any of that. So that <laughs> My man. We go Fair enough, friends, yeah. Jared. No, but, uh, I remember the old Mission Impossible thing. And then, of course, you know, Tom Cruise remade it. And I remember mm. the opening line, this, you know, this is your mission should you choose to accept it. And had I known from Jump Street what, that this is what my marriage would look like and have to go through all of this, would I have accepted that mission? You know what I mean? And I love Anthony Hopkins when he said the line, this isn't mission difficult, it's mission impossible. But they mm. always win. They always accomplish it. And so it just resonated with me. No, we're going to be marriage impossible. Because people are walking away. They don't think it's possible. And I'm like, no, wait a second. If you choose to accept this mission, right, you have the stuff. You can accomplish this mission. And so that's where Marriage Impossible came from. Well, and there's a, a beautiful story of, of healing. And, and, and when yeah. you overcome an, an amazing obstacle like that, I would imagine that's very empowering in your marriage to know, okay, we can, we can reconcile. We can yeah. communicate. and yeah. And that's a wonderful example to people that are struggling with that. And I, I, I'm sure you're seeing that, as you said with Periscope. You're seeing people who are yeah. probably reaching out and saying, "Yeah, here's my story," and then you can offer some kind of encouragement or right or whatever that is. Actually, would you share a story where someone's reached out and you've been able to to maybe take some of the some of the life experience to to share with them? One of the biggest things that we have we go back to when we when we start working with a couple is we have to d- deal with the root and the foundation of things right? right and so you never really know what you're marrying until you marry it that's fair <laughs> I, I think what most people can agree with that yep. yeah you, you you don't know and so we kind of we kind of uh, pull back on that but one of the couples that we we can say we dealt with was just was they were fresh off of the infidelity like fresh off of the infidelity and, and reached out to us and what they said was that we we don't hear stories or hear of people recovering or reconciling from this. There's a need. And the fact that you all, there goes that country, you all. You all, y'all. You all, y'all. Yeah, I'm not hearing a lot of y'all in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. but I like it. <laughs> you all were able to recover and be in a place that's so healthy that you can talk about it. Yeah. You've given us hope that we can get over this. And then right. consequently, they start coming to us. Praise God. Afterwards, yeah. absolutely. And that's, what, that's our biggest message is that couples don't realize the legacy and the effect that their marriage has. Uh, we always say this, that the Lord put to, uh, people together two by two. What is your marriage mission? If you do not have a mission, if you don't know why you're together, you think that it's love, baby, it ain't love, right? It is God uniquely put you two together for a reason. What is that? And once you always know what that is, once you figure out what that is, when you get off path, when you like, I hate him today. I mean, not hate, but I, right, I right. love him. Yep. You know, but I don't like who he is or I don't like who she is. You go back to mission. Are we off course? Yes. Well, what is the mission? This. And you're able to get back on pace. For someone listening right now, they're saying, hey, 
I don't have a mission. How do I come up with my mission? What's that starting point? Well, we have this thing at Marriage Impossible called a marital vision plan. Okay. And what it is, it's a, a host of questions. But at the end of it, it'll take you down to your niche and why you are together. Why did the Lord put you together? And you're able to sit down with your spouse and develop a plan and a mission for your marriage. Wonderful. Where do people do that? <laughs> <Where> do people <laughs> do that? <laughs> we are in the process of revamping. Uh, we are okay. So did yeah. we start out saying that that we um, were marriage for real. Yeah. We're rebranding to marriage impossible. So our website should be finished. Yeah, should have been finished yesterday. So, so website's However, com- website's coming soon. Web- website's yeah. coming soon. But you can. And, and what is that website? Marriageimpossible.com. Okay, great uh-huh. name. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But for now, you can email us at info at info info at marriage impossible. So you'll still get that email, even though yep. the, the website's almost yep. there. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Okay. Yep. Dwayne, we'll pass it back over to you for a moment. We mentioned the website. We mentioned the email. What are some other things that are available or resources or, or things that you recommend? Well, you can definitely find us on all social media platforms, okay. Facebook, Instagram. We, have, we are also rebranding the YouTube channel, but it'll also be under Marriage Impossible. Okay, we have those resources. We're starting a podcast, which yes. I love meeting you uh, today. We well, have- I, and I, I have some resources <laughs> I'm going to send your way yes, to, to try to you help know, you we, guys get that going. Virgin, virgin podcasters. We're you know about to do the first one hopefully this week. Oh, so- earlier when we met, the lady uh, that we were hanging out with was Lee. Mm-hmm. Lee actually went through some steps that are part of a, a challenge, a free challenge that Podcast Movement offers, and. That's Love how it. she started her podcast. Love it. So I want to share that with you so you'll Thank be able you. to have that resource to, to kind Absolutely. of compare I mean, notes and, we and kind of go all through that. Sensei. Yep. Thank you. We are not worthy. <laughs> well, sensei or not, it, it, has, it has helped other people's life. No, I think, appreciate uh, it. I think it'll be something that will, at a bare minimum, you know, give you some insight and think through what's going we on. Welcome so, yep. We welcome it. We definitely welcome it. Wonderful. But yeah, we just want to know, let people know, if anything, we're trying to be the resource we wish was around when we went, we, when we went through it. Sure. You know what I mean? When we went through it, people, they rationalized. They, mm. they kind of spoke in code, you know what I'm saying, or didn't speak at all. You know what I mean? And we were like grasping for straws. We so desperately wanted some definitive answers and somebody who's just real. You know what I mean? Even though we're believers, if you, we're raw. We call a spade a spade. You know, that's the Chicago in me. That's the cop in me. I don't pussyfoot around. Don't tell me. You know, don't speak in code around me. I'm going to call you to the carpet. You know what I mean? It's almost like how Dr. Phil does it. You know what I mean? But we wish someone was like that with us. You, you know, Toy's the sweet and Southern girl who'll put a balm on it and sugarcoat it. And me, I'll come back and I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> Except, cut, cut that pus out she, that wound. She won't put the sugar in the grits, yeah. but she'll sugarcoat that. Okay. Yeah, I see that gangrene. I'm cutting <laughs> it off. You know what I mean? It, but, but it works. Yeah. And, and people seem to, to get it. Because we, our mission is to help establish legacies, Jared. You know mm. what I mean? Your marriage is really about you. It's about those who are observing, those who are witnessing it. You know what I mean? We don't, you don't know how many of your friends in your circles are looking at you. You don't know your kids' friends. I mean, so our true. kids' friends, yep. you know, like so all our kids are adults now, but their friends now call us mom and dad because they don't have that at home. You know what I mean? And they, they see us and they're like, we didn't know that it was reaching that far. You know what I mean? Because we're so focused on our own little sphere of influence. You know what I mean? And we want people to realize, no, it's bigger than you. And when you realize what that mission is, you know, I don't know if you played sports or like I was in the military wrestling, you know, when the team has a mission, it doesn't matter about the personalities. You end up getting over stuff because you have a common goal. Everybody wants to win. You know what I mean? So what do we got to do 
to win this match? What do we got to do to win this game? And that's what we're trying to do here at Marriage Impossible. I love it. Uh, I mean, thank you. And there's a need for it, obviously. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm cheering you on for sure. Thank you so much, right, well, Let's start with you, Toy. We're going to do final thoughts. So uh, final thought from uh, you and then from Dwayne, and we'll wrap it up. Well, first of all, we thank Jared uh, for having us on. This is amazing because we like – My absolute pleasure. Um, yeah. I know he's so humble. He's like, oh, God, don't <laughs> – we're not giving you God's glory, JJ. It, it, it's but just you, a podcast. No, 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 no. No, no, but for, to whom honor is due is what we give. And so we honor you and yep. thank you for that. Well, I'm grateful. But a final thought is, I think Dwayne kind of alluded to, the, to it at last. Your marriage is so, so worth it. If you knew as couples the power that exists in your union, you would laugh at some of the things that come against you. Realize that you have a very real enemy of your marriage, very real, who is looking to attack it any way possible. He will yeah. use any strategy, plan, kid, person, relative, job, anything mm -hmm. to get at your marriage because he knows the power of your union, right? It's God right. math. And so realize that there's something coming against your marriage and you two really are the team. Like your kids aren't even on your team. You two are the team. And if you do what you're called to do as a couple, nothing will be impossible for you all. Nothing will be impossible for you all. And Dwayne, final thoughts. My final thoughts are it's worth it. You know, anything worth having is worth fighting for. You know what I mean? And don't forget that it's not about love. You know what I mean? Because you don't always feel like you're in love. And that's the truth. You're, you're a married man. You know that you love her. But there are moments you don't feel the in love wave. You, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Those, <laughs> we're not meant to live off of those. We're meant, to, we're meant to exist off of the covenant of our union. It's about the commitment. What did I say I was going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hold me to that. Don't hold me to this moment. You know what I mean? Don't hold me to my flaws. You know what I mean? Know that when all is said and done, I serve nothing by, it doesn't serve me any well at your destruction. I need you to win so we can win. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I can pass on. I need my wife to win so I can win. She needs me to win. Even though what I say at that moment may be taken out of context or, or may just be mean. When all is said and done, when, <laughs> sometimes we just mean. Let's just be honest. Sometimes I just, I want to hurt your feelings because you're getting on my nerves. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm about to say something. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? <laughs> but when all is said and done, at the end of the day, I got your back and you got mine. Amen. How do we get over this? Let's move forward. Dwayne and Toy Perry, marriageimpossible.com. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, what a foray into podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going to have your own experience here soon. Though. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you.